Hey, welcome to the Pittsburgh City Paper Podcast. We're celebrating 25 years this year. I don't know if you saw our cover last week. It looked like we were like, it was like a gravestone, but it wasn't. It was just saying, you know, those are the years. And we're, you know, just showing our work for the math. 1991, 2016. I'm joined today by Bill O'Driscoll, Becca Addison, and Margaret Welsh. My name's Alex Gordon. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Do you guys just want to introduce yourself, say when you came to City Paper and uh, what you do now? Margaret? Uh, I'm the music editor. Um, I've been at City Paper for about six years. Uh, I started as the assistant listings editor. Me too. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the ladder to the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, then became the listings editor, and here I am now. Wow. Becca? Um, I am currently the news editor. I came to City Paper three years ago as a staff writer. Bill? Uh, I am the arts and entertainment editor. I came to City Paper during the Cretaceous era, 1997. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do uh, some serious stuff about the role of all weeklies, where we're at right now, and uh, what maybe the future looks like if it's not too depressing. Uh, but we're also going to do something a little bit more fun. Uh, so as a reader, you probably know, but we have these headlines that are often uh, short puns. Uh, generally two words, uh, but they can be a little bit longer. Uh, and as I was saying a little bit before we started recording, a great deal of these are uh, sort of just fine. They're not particularly bad or good. Some of them are very bad and some of them are very good. Uh, so I was going to see if I could write some fake ones, read them among the real ones, and see if you guys could guess which were which. And if you do think it's real, I want you to let me know what you think it's about. Is everybody ready? Yes. Okay. First one is Idle Hands, I-D-O-L. I think that's real. I think that's real. I agree. It's probably real. <laughs> Any guesses for what it's about? Graffiti. Oh. Uh. It's Kelly, Kelly Clarkson opening a boxing gym in Pittsburgh. It's fake. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Something we would all write. All right. Oh, for one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it would definitely exist. Uh, no, it gets better. It gets, it gets better. <laughs> Tree muggers. I'm going to guess that... I'm probably going to guess everyone is real. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's real, too. I, I think that one's fake. Ooh, all right. That one is real. That one is about... Uh, that, may even, that may even be you, Bill. <laughs> that's uh, about regional right. environmental effects of the Bush administration. Mm. All right. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Statute of Liberty. I'm going to say that's fake. I'm going to say that's real. I think that's real also. It's real. That's a NYPD response to uh, war protesters in 2004. Mm. Uh, All right. How you guys feeling so far? I've just said real, and I've gotten some. Okay. I've just said the same thing every time. This is like, wait, wait, don't tell me. (laughs) It's riotous, isn't it? Um, Donation, D-O-U-G-H, with a hyphen. I bet that's real. I think fake. I think that one's real, too. All right. Real. That's Bill Peduto as city councilor working for limits on campaign contributions. Uh, mm, I thought that was going to be about donating food. <laughs> yeah, I thought oh, yeah. some I kind thought of it like, was, food thing. I thought it was about some kind of 
bakery, yeah. new bakery yeah. in Lawrenceville or something. Maybe doing a crowdfunding. Yeah. yeah. Let's write that story and then we can use that. <laughs> That's okay. right. We should, we should use these to generate ideas. Well, yeah, any of the not yeah. real ones. Yeah, you could just you got, work your way backwards. Yeah. yeah. Got the headline. The story will write itself. Yeah, That's right. No, that is the best when you come up with the headline right as you're yeah. starting the story. It's so good. That never happens I'm to me. I'm good, though. yeah. Well, but before I go to number five, I will say my favorite one, uh, I wrote an article about Mars Jackson. It was a music article. It was about him signing to, to uh, Misra Records. And I suggested to Margaret, um, Mars Bars, because he's a rapper. <laughs> That's pretty good. But Margaret went with Mars Landing, which is better. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like the Mars Bars. <laughs> well, it's also he says, like, Mars, Mars got bars. You know, I had, uh, okay. I had a, a, a journalism teacher back in college who said you should never make headlines that are puns on people's names. Interesting. Mm. And it's generally a pretty good rule, I think. I mean, something like that. that... And I did one last week, darn it. I I mean, sometimes it's irresistible, and sometimes you just can't think of any damn other thing. So, yeah. All right, number five before we get serious, uh, death and faxes. I think that's real. I think that's false. I think that's fake also. That's fake. Yes. Are you keeping score? No. No, it's really hard to do it for three people. Uh, Anybody remember theirs? No. All right. Well, I'll listen back. I have the, uh, yeah, I have the record. Right. Yeah, me too. Me okay. too. <laughs> all right. We're all five for five. Becca, <laughs> as news editor, what do you see as the role of alt-weeklies uh, in general? Um, I think um, what we've been seeing a little bit lately with some of the um, newer niche Pittsburgh publications is that even though they might seem to kind of fill a the same kind of gap as city paper you know they're doing more arts and entertainment or you know they're providing listings and stuff like that um there are still stories that those kinds of publications are aren't willing to tell because they're kind of controversial and i think um the role of alt weeklies is to tackle some of those more controversial subjects yeah they don't go too negative do they no i'm talking about like the next pittsburgh's and i don't know local i think is another publication never heard of it yeah, they're all kind of like more entertainment-y and, you know, Next Pittsburgh is funded by the city's URA. So it is actually kind of a, just a promotion tool for the city. Yeah, I didn't know that until recently, but it totally makes sense because it's so enthusiastic. Right, yeah. <laughs> so even though I think there are a lot more probably um, niche publications than there was when City Paper first started, I think we're still continuing to tell the controversial stories that no one else wants to touch. Yeah. Bill, would you say that it's – have you seen a change in your time here? Since 97? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, obviously the, the 97 was effectively pre-internet. Like right. nobody had – I mean, some people had internet connections. Some people had email. At City Paper, you actually had to go into a different room. I'm not making this up. You had to go into a different room. You had a dial-up connection. You would, like, block out an afternoon if you wanted to search for something online. And there was one computer you could do it on for the entire office. So, yes, I've seen some changes. Um, the uh, – there's definitely more people out there doing stuff. People have a lot of other sources of information. Folks may remember that, especially in the art section, we used to run listings in the paper, comprehensive listings. Everything we possibly knew of going on in the city, you guys know as well as anybody as former listings ed- editors. Um, they, uh, But we, we don't do those in the paper anymore, uh, except for music, yeah. because um, – People were just looking more online. The online ones are searchable and things like that. There's definitely advantages to having them in the paper, but we felt like uh, there was better uses of space in the paper. Um, so that's that's one way. You know, people can just find information on their phones now in a way that they couldn't 
even 10 years ago, I don't think. I mean, so, yeah. Is, is it fair to say that, I mean, I, I, I just like a theory, but I mean, did they all grow out of listings as like the foundation, like the the idea of an all weekly? Is that like a big part of most it, of them? It was a big thing. I mean, I, I was reading all weeklies from back from back in the 80s when I was in college, and that was a big thing. Like that was the only way to find out what was going on in town, you know, what bands are coming, things like that. Uh, the, even the daily papers tended to have less comprehensive listings right. in the weekly. So that was a big calling card, yeah. Well, and Margaret, I mean, now with Trib no longer in print, I mean, the, the contrast between us and PG is pretty clear in the difference between, like, what you cover and what mm-hmm. Mervis covers. Um, have you seen that change at all, even in your the time that you started as music editor? Um, I feel like it's... I, I don't know if it's been a really drastic change, but I think there has to some degree. I think Andy really, it was really important to Andy to have more local right. coverage. And I think that's, you know, a really good instinct um, because, in you know, uh, Charlie Deitch went to the big alt-weekly conference. Alt-con. Alt-con. <laughs> um, uh, and and I, he was telling me that during, uh, I forget what kind of seminar it was, but people were talking about how they're having a really hard time getting people to read their music coverage. And it seems like the problem is that they have too much national coverage. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think that I'm not really answering your question. Well, no, I mean, that's we I was just looking at a one from even 2005 and there were like all these record reviews of like mainstream artists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's interesting. I mean, I, on one hand, you could say, well, yeah, it's nice to have, like, a local take on it. Maybe there's, like, a local connection. But, but yeah, in those days, you couldn't, like Bill was saying, you couldn't just go online and find, like, eight reviews of the new whatever national, the new national artist. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, like, Scott Mervis and I have talked about this before, about kind of the differences in our jobs where, I mean, he has to go to every major concert. Right. And um, we don't really necessarily cover much of that, that stuff. That must be so tiring. I know. To go to Heinz Field and Stage AE and console or Paints, whatever it's called. Do <laughs> people just call it paints? paints? Venues where it's just like you're in a sea of people and you can't really hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to do some more fake news? Yeah. Sure. That first round was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep things going. All right. Plum stupid, P L U M B. I don't think you could have come up with that, but I think it's real. I think it's stupid, or I think it's fake. <laughs> but yes, it's not great. I, I think that one's fake too. Ouch! First of all, and it is real. It's about Joe the plumber. Uh, I just oh. didn't, it just didn't seem like something that would be like an easy fake one to come up with. Yeah. All right. Jumping the bun. I'm just going to say that's fake. I'm going to say that one's real. I'm going to say it's real because it's too weird to be fake. It's fake. What? Really? Aww. Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. That's why it's good. <laughs> that's why it's good. You just go, what? What did that Like yeah. it's a play on jumping the gun. Right. Yeah. I think you mean that's why it's bad, Alex. Well, no. I was thinking of like, I don't know, another, another restaurant bake, not more, serving bakery More bakery stuff? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a did lot you of, write these There's a lot breakfast? of bread it stuff in here. It could have been like something about, you know, um, a bakery that wouldn't make a cake for a gay couple or something. Oh, yeah, or uh, mm. um, hair. Jump in, <laughs> jump in the bun. Or that opened too soon, a bakery oh, that yeah, opened yeah. too soon. Or like yeah. the man bun craze, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> See? But we wouldn't write Lots a story of, like that. Oh, we could. One more. Whack the mole. 
I think that's real. I think that's real. I'm going to say fake. It's real. It's about something where Tim McNulty at the uh, Post-Gazette heard something on an Edward Ed Rendell conference call that he wasn't supposed to hear, and so people Ooh. thought there was like some uh, some intrigue going on. Yeah. So that's cool. why Mole is, you know. Yeah. That's, not, that, that's a pretty old one, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be from like... Yeah. I mean, it only goes back to 2003. Oh, okay. Sorry yeah. to insult you so much. Brother. It's okay. <laughs> this is great radio. <laughs> uh, Bill, what were you doing before you came to City Paper? I was running a monthly neighborhood newspaper called The Bulletin up in uh, Garfield area. It still exists. Um, I didn't destroy it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did that for about three years. And then the guy who was then editor of uh, Pittsburgh City Paper, a guy named John Hayes, uh, who I knew, um, uh, asked me if I wanted to be the staff movie reviewer, which is a position that very few alt-weeklies have or still to this day, although, really? although we do. Very few. Yeah, it's all freelance stuff. But City Paper, for some reason, did. And uh, and I said, uh, John, you know, I've never re- reviewed movies before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's all right. I just like the way you write. And God bless him. But, you know, John actually did a lot. He was editor of the paper for several years and did a lot to improve City Paper in those mid-'90s days. And uh, But, yeah, that's where I was before writing about, you know, neighborhood issues up there. Yeah. Did you like writing about movies? I did, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time trying to, you know, learn about them. I took filmmaking classes and film history classes and stuff because I felt that I was especially ignorant um, to be writing about them. Uh, but I, really I felt like I, that, <laughs> I doubt that. But sure. I felt like I got better, and and I felt like you know a lot of it was fulfilling that kind of alternative paper thing of hey, let's highlight movies that people don't know about, maybe, or let's take a different tack on ones they think they know, you know, you know, let's take more than just a a consumer guide type approach to it. Let's maybe dig into the themes a little bit and and stuff like that. Well, going back to what Margaret was saying about national acts, are movies the only thing that City Paper does that are sort of not Pittsburgh related, that are just, you know, sort of, yeah? With no, yeah, no. I mean, because you can't nod on the radio, by the way. yeah. Yeah, um, I was gonna say currently it is. We did used to have a TV column mm-hmm. back in the day for a couple of years. It was pretty good. Uh, um, Which but, is something I think we should bring back. Actually, I've been yeah. thinking about that lately. Well, there is this argument for it. You know, it's kind of like politics. Like way more people talk about national politics than talk about. You know, most people don't even know who their city councilor or state senator is. Yeah. But everybody has an opinion about you know the president. And, and things like that. And I think th- there's a certain similarity with, with culture. You know, if you're going for a wider audience, you're, you're maybe going to talk about the national bands in some cases. Um, but then again, there's the argument by, well, let's talk about the people people aren't talking about. Right. Beck, if you were writing about TV, what would you be what writing would I about? Write about? Um, you're going to step down as new, think, news like, editor? There's <laughs> so much stuff coming from so many different, like, places that like wasn't coming from before so like we have like netflix and we have hulu and we have amazon and just all these new tv shows all the time that like i don't even have time to watch so i would read about them to like try to figure out what to watch interesting but at the same time then it's the same thing with like music where there's so much as for as many tv shows as there are there's also so many outlets that people are using to talk about them yeah that's true we do write about, um, obviously, there's not a ton of local TV, but there are local web series, that, right. that, that are, some of which are pretty decent that I've seen. You know, and we do write about those occasionally. Um, Bill, I'm only starting with you just, just because uh, you've been here the longest, but is there a, 
Do you have like a favorite mistake that you ever made uh, writing a story, reporting something, getting something wrong, pissing somebody off? Um, I, I remain mortally embarrassed by every time I spell someone's name wrong, yeah, which which that, happens that every so often. Yeah. I still remember ones from like ninety seven and ninety eight <laughs> that I, know, I did. It's like you wake wow. up in the middle I, of the night. Oh. God yeah. damn me. <laughs> um, uh, so, but things like that aren't, you know, they're they're real, super embarrassing, but they're not, you know, you don't really learn anything from them other than to be more careful. I was trying, you know, you did uh, you did sort of prep us with this question beforehand, and I was trying to think. I I, I can't think of a specific examples, uh, although I'm sure that that they exist. But I I th- can think of a lot of times. Uh, I'm sure a lot of times that I'm like, well, this is a really important thing, and everybody's going to be into this story, and I wrote it, and then like you just like. You know, you hear the tumbleweeds outside yeah, yeah. or other times you sort of pass on something and you think, yeah, it's whatever. And then suddenly it blows up and, and you, you feel like a big idiot. So, <laughs> you know, I think I think part of it is just, you know, keeping your eyes and ears open. And again, I think that's what all journalists are supposed to do. But I think us in the in the alternative press should be especially wary of that. Um, you know, our old editor, Chris Potter, used to say it's as bad to cover a story too early as it is to cover it too late. We've often covered things, whether they be bands or writers or something, um, like, and you write about them, and it's a great story, and nobody pays any attention. And two years later, that thing blows up, and everybody yeah. wants to know about it, and you kind of feel like, yeah, we already wrote about that, you yeah. know. But um, but there's not much you can do on that. I mean, you sort of have to jump on things when you perceive they're important, and and just hope it falls right. Plus, yeah. you have bragging rights of being yeah. the first person to write about something. Yeah, and maybe if you got them before they were big, they may be unguarded, and they may have revealed something big, you know? Yeah, true. Another example of that is the story that Charlie always tells of the UPMC has no employees story that he wrote, like, before everyone was, like, paying attention to UPMC. And then, like, months later, like, the PG and everybody else jumped on that. And he actually won, I think, the race regal for that story. So that was, like, his vindication because he just always talks about how no one cared about that story yeah. at the time. And then everybody forgets that you wrote it mm-hmm. right, you know, in yeah. the beginning. It's like, no, wait, I, I <laughs> said that already. Yep. It's like in the meeting where somebody steals your idea and doesn't yeah. credit you. Yeah. <laughs> Becca, any, any fun mistakes? I guess kind of just along those lines, um, I'm, I've been struggling for a way to cover education in the city lately because the stories that I think are really important, like a story that I did about um, university prep a few years ago, um, basically saying that it was um, proposed to be a college preparatory school and that um, it has like some of the lowest rates of college attainment of any school in the city. Um, but like no one cared about that story. No one cared about that story. And it seems like the things that are getting the most attention are kind of these controversies like the superintendent search where he allegedly lied on his resume. Like just those kind of like political fights almost are the things that get attention, but they're not, they're not interesting to write about to me because it's just basically, you know, union versus non-union, those kinds of battles. I'm more interested in writing about like the students in the schools. And it seems like those aren't the things that get a lot of attention. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the push and pull of this whole thing, right? Is you want to write about what you think is important and it's not getting attention, but if people don't like it, then you're not vindicated. Or if it doesn't get a lot of attention, then it's not, you're like, well, then what's really the point of it? You know, and it's kind of hard. Do you do it? Do you think it's going to be big or do you do what you think is important? Right. And then I guess another issue is like sometimes you'll hear of um, like kind of high profile stories of like, you know, someone being discriminated against. 
And it's like, ooh, this is something that everyone's going to care about and it's going to get a lot of hits. And then when you investigate, it's like, well, actually, like, this wasn't true, you know. Yeah. But in our position as alt weeklies, I think we always, you know, lean more towards, like, the, I guess, the claimed victim. Um, but then you do all the work to investigate it and you find out, oh, actually, there wasn't anything here. Yeah. And it's kind of a letdown. Margaret. Um, well, as far as mistakes... Uh, you don't make any. Never. No, I mean, I, I feel terribly mortified forever about any mistake I've ever made. Um, but, uh, I don't know, thinking back to things, you know, it's it's funny, like, you know, people, we've been talking about, like, you, you never know what's going to get attention. You also never know what's going to stir up controversy. Um, like when I wrote about black yoga, and then there was this big explosion on Instagram where people were saying that it was satanic and racist and all this bizarre stuff. Um, and it was like, I could have never, ever predicted hmm. that it was going to get that kind of reaction. Um, it's not racist or satanic, just for the <laughs> record. But, um, And then there was something that I wrote, because um, I, I mean, I've been on staff for six years, but I've been freelancing, I started freelancing probably like 10 years ago. Um, and whenever the local beat column first started, it was me, and it was like a rotating thing of me, Aaron, uh, Andy, and Manny. And my first, I know, wow. <laughs> my first uh, local beat, I wrote about um, local musician John Roman. Uh, he came over to my house and we made pancakes and he just like played different music for me that he liked because I was trying to do something different. And uh, a lot of people didn't like that. And I remember one person on the internet saying, you know, there's something to be said for just, you know, saying this is the band, this is when they're playing. <laughs> um and I remember Chris wow. Potter defended me and said, oh, you mean like we do every week, you know? Uh, wow. I love that but, idea. Yeah, I think so, yeah that's awesome. a great idea. <laughs> so, yeah, but I was – anytime I get any kind of negative attention, I'm very uh, – I feel very embarrassed. I have even. to say, I remember that yeah. uh, our article, Margaret. I think he, he recommended using two eggs with pancakes. Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was the controversy. Yeah. <laughs> two. Yeah. I use one. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. More, more headlines or yes. you're not enjoying that <laughs> I think we are yeah. I think you're not going to be enjoying it by the end when we keep All insulting right. you but <laughs> oh no the Costa C-O-S-T-A the Costa doing business that's got to be real. That's got to be real because I the think Costas. so. Yeah. yeah. Don't nod yes when you before we've all answered. <laughs> that was a yeah advice for the new mayor Luke Ravenstall because of the Costa family. Okay. Smoke gets in his eye, a y e. Fake. I say fake. I think I vaguely remember that one. I'm going to say it's real. Wow, what's that about? Uh, smoking ban and Dan Onorato. Oh, Onorato. I. I like like, like I voting uh, I. That just it's, sounded like something Alex would like find funny and like. It's awesome. Right. When I saw so, it, I was like, yes. All right. It's very strained. I like that. One. Yes. A stretch. Ooh. That's the this one where one. you're like looking up synonyms. Cathedral of Burning. No, that can't be real. That one's fake. I, I think Sorry, that's I couldn't hold that one in. Yeah. I've always wanted to use it, but it's never. There's nothing. It doesn't mean is, anything. It's like about people token up on the thirty yeah. second floor. Of the... Yeah, that's a good one. Or like the protests have all been happening there. Maybe yeah. if someone like burns a flag or something. Yeah. All right, Alex, you have to stop nodding. Immediately okay. After this. <laughs> okay. Um, Try to keep a straight face. 
Board stiff, B O A R D. Um, I'm gonna say that's fake. I think that's real. I'm gonna say fake too. Damn, fake. <laughs> Damn. Gotcha though. Yeah. That's a good one. Yes. All right. The Crassy Knoll, C R A S S hyphen Y. Um, I don't know, but I feel like it might. I, I feel like it's probably fake, but I'm gonna say real. I think that one's real. I think real too. It's real. It's John McIntyre asking Rendell to dump Lieutenant Governor Catherine Baker Knoll. Mm. Oh no. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It's not yeah. I was like, who's crass? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually jumping because you guys have I've lost all my confidence here. Um <laughs> Over the Hurdle. Capital H. Real. Real. Real, I'm going to guess it's about the Pirates manager. It's fake. Really? Oh. That's what, that was my idea. <laughs> That's a good one. That yeah. one was just boring enough to work. Like, it was Thank like you. over the hurdle, right? Thank you. Like, yeah. I know. It's like, why would you just make that up? Yeah. Um, a picture worth a thousand birds. Real. Real? Real. Fake. What? Now you're just trying to throw us off. Can well, I that's the idea. That's yeah. what I was trying to. That's the game, Becca. This reminds me of something um, where my, my friend Steve, who you know, um, was telling me this story about how his friend was looking at the cover of the city paper, and the uh, the Beagle Brothers were on the cover, and the headline was "Meet the Beagles." And he's like, "Oh, that's funny." And Steve was like, "Have you not noticed that every single headline is a pun?" And then this other friend looked through and was like. This is awful. <laughs> oh, no. I never noticed. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, mine aren't puns, by the way. Because I don't think I ever grasped the concept. So well, I've just mm-hmm. been writing, like, two-line, like, yeah. two-word, like, heads that, yeah. like, aren't necessarily puns. I think that's good. They shouldn't all be puns, but I feel like it's, like, an easy thing to do. Well, it's like the famous Simpsons line about the B-sharps. Yeah. Something that you chuckle at the first time and gets less funny every time yeah. you hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, what's funny is when, Bill, we did your uh, 1,000th issue podcast, and Charlie was talking about your story about the cage fighter. Yeah. Do you remember that headline? Yeah. I know why the cage man swings. That's a really good headline. Yeah, Charlie's was, nuts was, about that one. I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah, that of course like that was you had something that would be in like a collection of literary uh, journalism or something. Yeah, yeah. of course it was sixteen years ago, and I've kind of gone downhill since. Then. <laughs> <laughs> As I recall, though, I think Charlie had a headline for it or something, or had an idea for it, and then Bill, Bill came up with that. And didn't you just... both write the same story? Is not the one. That oh you both no, this was about? that was bef- before Charlie worked here. Um, I wrote that story for City Paper, uh, and and Charlie wrote one shortly thereafter for In Pittsburgh, right? Oh. Yeah. The Rival Weekly, and he only came to to CP later on. Yeah. Do you remember his headline? Because I remember uh, it was okay, but it wasn't as good as that. I don't remember his. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. In the twenty fifth. In a cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. In the twenty fifth anniversary issue, he actually mentions that story and says, "Oh yeah, about yeah. how." Um, Bill's, he says Bill's is better. Yeah, that was very, that's very nice of him. Um, I should say also with these, these, these puns that we're we're under severe space limitations for some right. of these things. Like yeah. for instance, for me, for the the play reviews to do a headline for each of those play reviews every week, I have twelve characters to work with. Wow. 
So that's try it sometime. You're you're lucky to get two <laughs> words in. Seriously, you can almost never get three words in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Honestly, one of the when I started this job as music editor, writing headlines was one of the things I was most terrified about. Yeah. It's, I mean, I find it very hard. It's still something I hate, for sure. Hmm. All right. So since we brought up uh, Charlie loving that story, um. Becca, is there one story that you wrote or somebody else wrote that really sticks out that you really loved in City Paper? Let's say somebody else wrote it. Somebody it's, else. Hmm. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love myself so much. Um, I, I really think stuff. Um, Ryan's long form piece, I know this is like very new, but City Paper recently started doing long form again. Mm. And Ryan's long form piece was about a um, undocumented immigrant and basically his journey to America and all the struggles he's been through since. And it's just like, I remember like not many things make you tear up. I think that I read in the city paper, but this definitely did. And it was just like, of course, when you're writing long form, you have way more space than we usually do, but yeah. it was just, it's something that's really stuck with me. Margaret. Um, well, it's hard to narrow down. I was just thinking... Is it my local beat for tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best thing that's ever been written. Um, no, I, well, your bus piece, I mean, you know, I, I was just, just one example. Your, your bus piece that you did was very good. Um, Bill, I was thinking recently about your, um, for the pet issue, the thing about worms. Um, oh, yes. I, that's, that's good. That stuck with me as being very funny. Um, you know, it's, when I, when I started working here, I was really excited to meet Al Hoff because I'd been reading the city paper for so long and yeah. had so many, I mean, she's written a lot of things over the years that have kind of stuck with me, including there was like a Valentine's issue where it was a bunch of little personal essays about bad dates. And she had a really funny one that I will probably never forget. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's hard to narrow it down. Yeah. I'd also like to update my bus story <laughs> with another quick little bus story. The other day I was at the, bus stop waiting for 91 on uh, on liberty and i was just getting to the bus stop sort of like right as it was approaching um and i waited behind the the pole that has the sign on it and the guy was like starting to go right past me so i like put out my arm and he came like screeching halt and he opens the door and he goes stand in front of the sign not behind it <laughs> and i just i mean i just got on i was just like eh, whatever Everybody was kind of just like laughing, like, what the fuck? I wow. So I couldn't good. believe it. I was like, I I mean, clearly something else was going on yeah. because yeah. that is you can see me fine, dude. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know what stand the, in front. The are these arbitrary rules. Like, right. What, just depending on like what mood the driver yeah. is in that yeah. day, basically. But seriously, yeah, when they're super friendly, it makes a difference. And when they're assholes, it makes a difference. You're yeah. just like, Jesus. All right, Bill, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I was just I was just thinking uh, one that um, uh, uh, Rich Lord, a former staffer here, wrote. He's now over at the Post Gazette, of course. Um, he wrote a he wrote a couple two parter, I think, that was about predatory lending. Um, years before that was an issue, talking about sort of being ahead of the curve. He wrote this intensive piece about you know banks and mortgage companies kind of screwing people over, and this was several years before the crash happened. That, that, that predatory lending wow. was such a big part of. And so that was really, I think, one of the city paper's prouder moments. I think uh, Charlie actually mentioned that in the 25th anniversary issue as well. Well, Bill, obviously it was a different paper when you were drawn to it. But what, what drew you to it besides yeah, well, being asked to work I, so, so just like my, like my background was I was reading alternative papers, week, the free weeklies going back into the 80s. I think my first one was the Chicago Reader when I was in school and college in Chicago, which was a great paper. 
back then. I haven't seen it in a while. But when City Paper started, uh, we have to be frank, it was not very good. Um, <laughs> this was in 91. There was a lot of just sort of canned content in it. Um, you know, there were some good people writing for it, but it was, yeah, it was, it, it, it had a lot of growing to do. I think what attracted me, um, you know, uh, to, to, to all weeklies in general is just that, that those, the individual voice of the writer is really honored, I think, in a lot of cases, as well as these, you know, for the more reported pieces, the kind of marginalized voices um, that we don't always hear in the mainstream media. And I think that's what attracted me in general. Yeah. You know, I think we could say, I mean, there's obvious trends that are happening right now with City Paper as well as other all-weeklies is that, you know, more of the growth is happening online. Becca mentioned the long-form stories. that Those are those are sort of teased in the paper, in the yeah. print edition. But the bulk of the story, the full story, go, goes online because we you have infinite space there, theoretically, to do. You know, I'm working on a long-form piece now. I haven't done one for City Paper in several years since we stopped doing long cover stories every week, again, just because of room, largely. Um, so we see that. You know, we see a lot of the, the online-only content, the blogs and stuff, uh, this podcast, yeah. um, video features, m- uh, all of which were, like, 10 years ago, we hardly had any. Like, 10 years ago, City Paper's website was basically the print edition online. Yeah. There was very little online-only content. Now we have a lot of it. Um, and... Uh, you know, so other things, you know, Becca mentioned, um, use the word hits, which we wouldn't have used back in the day, right? Because right. it was just, it was just readers or who read, and you couldn't tell, right? right? Now we, we have very good metrics about online who reads things that to some extent, you know, lets us know what readers are interested in. Um, you know, I think you have to take that with a grain of salt just because, you know, things function effectively to draw readers' eyes doesn't mean they're the only things we should be writing about. Of course, yeah. um, but it's a useful tool. You know, um, and so going forward, I think, you know, it's it, 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 uh, a fair prediction is we're going to see more of that in the near future, um, you know, maybe more multimedia type content online, right. too. I think I just get frustrated by, like, the whole, like, online movement because the things that, like, would get the most hits, like, back when BuzzFeed wasn't doing real news, were just, like, these, like, ridiculous things, like, ridiculous lists and, you know, pop culture and celebrities but recently, I think I've been seeing more and more kind of in-depth pieces, groundbreaking pieces, getting, like, shares on Facebook and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. So I, it's actually given me hope that even if we have to move to online, like a lot of people have, that, like, we'll still be able to do the kind of work that we want to do. Yeah. Well, it's like, who would have thought BuzzFeed would put out good long-form journalism? I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not see that coming. We all good? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's close it out. Crying foul. F-O-W-L. I'm going to say that's fake. Real. 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 Yes. What was it about? Um, animal rights pigeon shoots. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. I think, yeah, you weren't, <laughs> they decided you weren't allowed to shoot pigeons. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Um, seasons bleatings, B L E A T I N G S. Margaret's just reading Alex's face like this is a poker game, basically. <laughs> Actually, can, can we start on this end for a change? We've been starting with Margaret the whole time. Okay, it's yeah. kind of unfair. Oh, you, can, you can talk. Yeah, it's not a, real. There's no order. I think that's real, too. All right, real. Yeah, I was actually afraid that Bill would get it right away because it was a Potter thing that he did multiple times. Oh. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's I mean, why it sounded so familiar. Yeah. yeah. 
American Idol IDLE. Didn't you already do that? Oh, maybe. That was Idle Hands. This is oh. different. It's a flip on the same thing. I think that one's real. I think that one's real because he wouldn't use American Idol toys. Yeah, I'm going to use that same logic. No, it's fake. Uh, <laughs> what is it with you and American Idol? They're both Idol? very realistic. I'm sorry. That was good. <laughs> what was the nature of this story? This fake In story? In my head? Yeah. American Idol. Uh, I don't know, Nothing. Stupid thing. Christmas comes but once a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of story. I feel like that's, that would be like such a Potter headline. It's probably real, but I'm going to say it's fake. I think it's real. I'm going to say real. Fake. Yes. That, very nice, Bill. <laughs> Hot pedal bridge. I'm going to say real. Real. Fake. Real. Damn. That's when they installed the... The bike. The bike ramp. Yeah. I think that's everything. I jumped around. So, what do you think, Alex? Should we should we stop should we stop being so pun centric on headlines? Is this absolutely not? This is my <laughs> this is my Puns ode. Are our, our bread and butter. Yeah. Some ones that I left out: um, Free Rain, R A I N, okay. Luke <laughs> University, which was my which I thought was the absolute worst. That's yeah, why I like left Duke. It out. Yeah, oh, I was trying to. Th- I really wanted to like, make somebody groan. Um, yeah. Was that a fake one? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant it was real. No, it's fake. Like, I don't know, like some something in his cabinet, like, you know, <laughs> like he's got like a posse yeah. at Luke University. No, I totally believe that. Yeah. All right, Bill, Becca, Margaret, thanks so much for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks for reading, everybody. <laughs> thanks for reading. That'll do, that's it for today. To another 25 To another 25 years. To another 25 You sounded almost sincere, Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs>